Welcome to the podcast! Yeah, it's Beck and Jazeel here, and this is some of the best bits of our show in the last 24 hours. It'll make your wildest dreams come true. Well, it's definitely some bits of the show from the last 24 hours, but we really hope you enjoy it. And joining us, it is Pastor Phileas from Kingdom City. It's another Q&A, part two. So if you've got your questions, fire them through 0429-985-985. And just for doing so, you can win yourself a $150 merchandise pack. How you doing, Phil? Oh. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. So good to be here today. <laughs> now, we're just going to go straight Can't on wait. into this. this is great. We got a message right, on on the text line. Uh, what's the best way to keep a long distance relationship intimate when you're apart? Okay, okay, that's that's a great question. Let me let me just give you a couple of thoughts. One is um, make sure you uh, create regular communication opportunities because communication equals connection. That's one issue. So let's say you're a FIFO couple and you have uh, three on. Uh, one off or two on one off um, in that break in that time where you are apart uh, find ways to communicate regularly and whether that's through uh, conversations on the phone uh, once a day or texts or, or audio visual like a zoom try and create ways of communication because I, I know that people who live apart have uh, in a sense these people have fallen in love and gone all the way around the world because they've had an online relationship where they haven't physically been together, but their relationship's grown. So that's one thing. Second thing is when you do come back, uh, you might need to compensate the loss or the downtime by creating extra time together. Um, And that could be in a family setting or a marriage setting. You might need to break the rules in some ways to the norm so that you actually allow your relationship to keep growing, and that might be, for example, um, you, you, if the, you know the kid is as a one-off, if the kids are normally at school, you might have them home for a day to be with mum or dad, you know, in a in a period of time. Or if it's a couple, you may need to take a, a, a weekend away or an or a longer-term time together, so that you can keep growing. So whatever it is, if if you're limited by physical time together, make sure you compensate but regularly communicate. Brilliant. Love it. Um, another quick one here. I find it hard to let go of hurt feelings caused by my fiance. Is there a way to let hurt go quicker? Wow. Okay, here we go. Hurt and feelings, they can mess us up big time. Here's number one, make sure your expectations are realistic. So first thing you should do if you're struggling with hurt and uh, unforgiveness, things like that, Think about what level of expectation you're putting on your person who, you know, your significant other person, your spouse or your your fiancé. I think the second thing is practice decide to forgive and release hurt before you feel that forgiveness and the release of hurt. In other words, forgiveness, the literal word forgiveness means to let go, let go of the hand or let go of the debt. It actually is, it's, it's more of a choice than it is a feeling. But here's what's crazy. The decision will influence the feeling. If you choose, if you don't choose forgiveness, the feeling of hurt will reside and continue. Uh, And I have, you know, family members of mine uh, in my relatives have held on to hurt for years and years and years and have never, ever experienced the release of the hurt because they never made a choice to forgive. So, 
Um, so practice deciding before feeling. And then third thing, real quick, great key, don't make your forgiveness conditional on never getting hurt again. Uh, in other words, get realistic about the fact that people and, and those closest to you will let you down. Prepare yourself for that with that understanding that you're married to a human being, not a god or not someone perfect. And so be realistic in your expectations. And another one here from Tegan. It says, I would love to know how I can get my husband to church. Now, he's not a man of faith. I don't want to drag him or pester, but lovingly introduce him to God. How do I do that? That's a really good question. I think um, that's such a biblical question, too, because Jesus or the Apostle Paul had to answer that in the New Testament as well with wives who were struggling with husbands who weren't going to church. And the bottom line is uh, what Paul said, and I would say exactly the same thing, make sure the first church they see in operation is the one they're married to. In other words, let them experience the love and the power of God in your life as you live your life as a witness for him and make that attractive. Make your faith attractive. Make it irresistible. Be the person who who that person is just attracted to in terms of your faith, your life, and, and actually allow him to have something that he will want to go to rather than be dragged to. If he doesn't see it at home, it's a waste of time trying to export it. That's awesome. Yeah, it really is. It's a, it's a hard one, too, because we are human. <laughs> it is. It is. For sure. And, and look, it, it's, it's great to have friendships, great to have friends and community that that person can connect with. But really, before they come along to a service, find ways of integrating as community rather than uh, in a formal sense. Mm, that's cool. Another one here from uh, Jess. It says, is it possible to fall in love again after you no longer f- feel in love with your spouse? Mm, that's yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, uh, there's a great quote by Mignon McLaughlin, and, and this is what they said. A successful marriage requires falling in love many times, always with the same person (laughs) so i know in my own marriage 35 years married and there's been seasons that have been wonderful and seasons that have been been sort of flat and the question is though how do you reboot that feeling of being Mm. in love um great book written by matt townsend he wrote this book called feeding the starved marriage feeding the starved marriage brilliant uh book and in that book he simply says this your memory of being in love is in the chemistry of what you did. The memory of being in love is in the chemistry of what you did. In other words, when you do the things that you did that caused you to fall in love with that person, the chemistry of that love will come alive again and you'll experience those same dynamics if you're willing to put your treasure there, your time, your effort and your money, your investment into rebuilding that and rediscovering that. Oh, that's that's brilliant. Always take advice home from you, Phil. It's always it's great. pearls great. of wisdom. <laughs> this is our, our last session this year, isn't it? It is. It is. Sadly, it is. Well, I hope you guys have an amazing Christmas. And to all those who've been listening as well, it's, it's, I pray you have a fantastic blessed Christmas season with relationships, family, your marriage. Pray your marriage is hot and pumping and you're passionately in love with each other after this Christmas break.
Oh, that is beautiful. Thank you so much, Pastor Phil Ayres. Thank you to everyone who has been texting through your questions. We will pick a winner soon uh, to win a merchandise pack valued at $150. Thanks to station sponsor, I Want to Dance with Somebody, a celebration of the iconic Whitney Houston. It's in cinemas on the 26th of December. Thank you, Phil. Whew, what a hoot that was. That was. Oh, I'm yeah. tired just from listening to it. Oh, I'm energised. Yeah. <laughs> If you want more from The Drive Show, just visit 985.com. And don't forget, you can tune in live anytime for more of this great banter.